How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello. We're back with Shannon from Fluently Forward. I'm always tempted to do the Fluently Forward welcome whenever we record together. <laughs> How's it going, Shannon? It's good. Sometimes people, if they're trying to like work with Fluently Forward, they'll start off the pitch email with hello, hello. And I always am like, oh, that's pretty cute. I note that. I like it. Yeah. That would work because most of the pitch emails I get are like, hello, content user. <laughs> we yeah, like, like your content. Your TikTok page is so beautiful. We've been watching you for a while. I'm like, oh, the videos where I talk about discharge and Jeffrey Epstein, like I know for sure that this is copy paste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like not to like hate on my online presence and reduce it, but if you're calling me a fashion icon, like I have strengths and that's not one of them. And that's okay. <laughs> They're like, we love your style. I'm like, where yeah. is it? I haven't been able to find it for 30 years. <laughs> I know. I think they just it's just the mass email I sent out to women. They're like, women love clothes, right? They yeah. love clothes and iced coffees. <laughs> so I'm really excited to get into Hillsong and the Hillsong documentary, um, Hillsong, a megachurch exposed. Um, where did you watch it? I watched it on Hulu and um, I'm about like two episodes in. And it, the first episode, I was like, oh my God, it's like an expose piece. And then the second episode when they're doing sit down interviews with Carl Lentz, the you know hot pastor du jour, I was like, oh, okay. So they actually like spoke to him for this documentary. So he like signed on for it, I'm guessing. Yeah. You know, I don't know at what point he signed on, but they pulled up a lot of dirt and it's really interesting because we're, we'll talk about all four episodes, which I would say are worth watching. But the fourth episode is basically just documenting the fallout that came after they released the, the trailer for this documentary, which I've I've never seen that before. Oh, okay, it was like wait. things. So things were already starting to go downhill. And then they released the trailer for this, what was supposed to be a three part documentary. And then it was like, I think in order to get ahead of it, they were like, oh, um, there might be some things that might come out, um, such as the following. <laughs> and it just <laughs> turned into this crazy snowball. But before that, I was just I was just curious. 
Do you have any memories of Hillsong pre-scandal? Yeah. I mean, I grew up going to church and, you know, this was around the time, I mean, Hillsong had probably already started because Hillsong had been around for a while, but, you know, you would have the typical kind of like boring church service. And then I remember the church that I went to, they would have more of like the musical service, which I was always like, if anything, I kind of prefer the old school lecture version because this is like it's not a concert and like, I don't know any of the lyrics to the songs and it's, it was very hill songy where they had like the lights and the, you know, like it almost feels like you're at the club, but the songs are all about, you know, Christianity and stuff. Um, so when I heard about Hillsong, I was like, oh yeah, I've been to a few of those services before. There was one too, I think it was called Liquid Church in our state that people would go to and it was kind of Hillsong adjacent where like they're trying to be progressive and cool and like hip with it. Um, but then when I started hearing about Hillsong as like a cool church in New York. And then I think Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez did so much for the church because then that's how a lot of people found out about it. And it was right, the cool church before it came out to be the corrupt church. Yeah. And I'm so fascinated. Like, what about you and like the church you went to? Like, what made you love the traditional stuff more than the like lasers and music style? I mean, I didn't like either of them. Like going to church was just like a chore to me that like I had to do. Um, But I just feel like with the original, like if you're going to old school church, at least you've got the old school architecture, the stained glass window. I feel like... um, so many things in life people gravitate to because there's a routine and going to church is almost like a vinyasa yoga flow, right? Where like you get in, you have the song, you like do this, then it's the collection, then it's like the this. So I feel like people find a lot of comfort in that routine. And the whole laser thing, I was just like, I don't know. For some reason, it just like wasn't the vibe. Because if you're going to go to church and like get into church, I would rather have the stained glass and like the cool aesthetic than like, oh, like I'm partying because it's like I'm certainly not partying. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I always like the music part of synagogue, but in Jewish synagogues, it tends to be more like um, kind of somber and just like mm-hmm. sort of intense organ music where I zone out. And that's where I would do like my favorite <laughs> dissociating (laughs) in the middle of like the hours of you know half hebrew stuff that i don't understand um Mm -hmm. but but yeah it it is a formula it is how how they got people and they that's so funny you say that because i remember like talking to my sister once and being like we hate going to church i was like megan what do you do like i can't do this every sunday and she's like shannon i just consider it daydream hour and i get in there and i just daydream about whatever i want for an hour and the fact that like all the kids in church and i guess apparently synagogue too are actively dissociating in the pews just like waiting for it to be over (laughs) it wasn't (laughs) sticking with me you know i know i know but they have to get you while while you're young you know, like they, they point that out at some point with Hillsong, but the same is true for all religion. It works best if they get you young because then you're willing to stick with it, I guess, if they're there with you through the good times and the bad. And also then you associate it with like childhood and family where even now, like I don't consider myself um, Christian. Like if I had to pick any religion that my values align with, it would be Taoism as number one. But I just consider myself like blanket spiritual. But because you grow up with it, there's a little bit of you that's like, well, I kind of want to defend it. Like when people talk shit about it and it's like, but why? I don't even like it, you know, but like you just associate it with family and community and childhood. And like you don't want to talk shit about like your family or childhood. So I don't know. It's it's all very interesting. Yeah. 
then when shit hits the fan as you get older, you've had this institution saying that you can come to them for comfort mm-hmm. in the hard times, which actually, ironically for me, like I would only go during the high holidays, but uh, a shul that I'm now like a member of actually did reach out and offer to help me and my family through hard times. And mm-hmm. it was, yeah, like just during the pandemic and actually offering us spaces where we could gather when we needed to and and like in a in a really like structural way like getting food delivered to our house i was like oh this is really nice like when religion is done right it is really sweet to have like a community that like looks after itself and wants to help each other it's just that and we see this with hillsong power corrupts baby like it just never goes totally right yeah and connecting it to religion as a whole is a parallel that I, I it can definitely be made and it's something that's always like fascinated me in the study of cults is like where does a cult end and an established religion begin mm. um, but as far as Hillsong like I don't think it was ever right after looking so far into it um, I mean it started off as the cool hip like inclusive celebrity church but I it seems to me after looking at the fallout of it that it's always really just been this run-of-the-mill like fire and brimstone conservative church but just with incredible marketing and like a fraternity running it so yeah yeah I mean that's the thing too like I am curious how much to be considered a church right especially to get that tax-exempt status just how much do you have to talk about God? Like, what are the parameters around that? Is it like you, the, I don't know, a prayer or the name Jesus has to be mentioned like three times every hour or like once every hour? I'm just so curious which churches out there do it the most versus the least, and they're all put on the same status. That's a study that's worth doing, um, especially yeah. while like our current tax laws still exist. As far as Hillsong, like they took every structure in place and exploit it from the beginning so the documentary starts off with them talking about how you walk in and there's these posters that are like welcome home you belong come as you are like that already made me just start to feel emotional and like if i was struggling i walked in and just saw like huge signs saying like come as you are and like welcome home i would already feel like an instant sense of r- relief yeah. like i'm only half joking when i say i'm surprised i didn't join a cult at any point <laughs> in my life because i i really do like fall for things like that don't you wonder too, like the the different conference room where they must like come up with these messages basically. So it's like, did they A B test welcome home versus like return home versus like soft landing? Like which one? I want to know what the runner ups were and how they determined like exactly the right phrases. Well, it's like it's interesting you say that because one one of the many through lines of Hillsong seems to be these charismatic leaders that always know exactly what to say. Mm. Like even in the little snippets I've seen of um, the preachers talking, even after their follow, like I know that they're bad people because that's what's come out of them after the fact. But I'm like very compelled. They, they're they really good. Like, especially little jokes. Too, like there is something about the way that, especially in the first episode, everyone's like Carl Lentz is so charismatic like you're drawn to him like it gives that ethos where like the more people hype him up even if they're saying that he's like kind of a freak show I'm like well damn I kind of want to meet this guy you know it's the same way with like Elizabeth Holmes or like the tinder swindler after enough people call them a genius granted like an evil genius 
the genius part is what sticks with you. And you're like, I kind of want to see like, would they like me? Like, I don't know, maybe I'm twisted, but like, that's the thought that gets into my head. Um, he probably would. It seems like he cast I think a wide I think net. I'm too old. I think my pussy oh. is like ancient for him. He wants <laughs> someone true. a little younger and more famous. But, you know, maybe back in the day I could have had a shot. True. I mean, his mistress, he met her in a park, just walking in the park. So I don't really <laughs> Which know. Is like the same way that uh, Jerry Seinfeld met that like 17-year-old oh. girl that like whores. Like if you're a 19-year-old girl or a guy's approaching you in a park, like avoid both situations. Like time has told us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like with Jerry, I'm like, uh, it, like it's, it was basically like at the playground, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah, they didn't say what version of the park. They were like, oh, was she on the swing? (laughs) Yeah, like I know. And then I think, yeah, I think she was finishing up high school. That was yeah. That that was that was back when they really could just be doing that. It really could just be this quirky headline of like Jerry Seinfeld's with this like young hot new babe is 17. Time magazine feature on them, and it was all about yeah. like love will prevail. And it's like, no, the future should have been like Jerry behind bars. Like, oh my God, so much has changed in just like 25 years. I know. I did a deep dive on him at some point, um, and I found out that he's way more curmudgeon y mm. and shitty of a person than I had realized. But like, okay, I guess how, why am I shocked? Some old it, male. It comedian. is just funny because like anytime somebody with that much money is like, I don't know, like, bummed out or like grumpy. I remember reading, this is kind of off topic, but reading the allegations of um, Dave Portnoy and that girl who he flew out to meet up with him. And I remember the way she described him as she was like, I thought he was going to be so charismatic in person, but he was really just a grumpy old man. And I'm like, yeah, I believe it. And then it also pisses me off that these guys who are like millionaires, I'm like, what are you grumpy about? You have so much money. Like, stop being grumpy. Like, damn it. What's there to be Uh, grumpy? I know. Give us the money. We'll be grateful. Yeah, um, exactly. I'd put a <laughs> smile on my face for two million bucks. Yeah, I'll be nice to anyone. Um, but but no, they're not. And they, yeah, they had all of all the money, all the charisma. What turned out, what turned out later to be all the women. Um, but they started off as this really small. I mean, everyone has to start somewhere. Um, they started as this really small Australian church that just began licensing their music to Christian organizations around the world. Also, have you heard their music? Because it's it's pretty good. Like, they have some bops. Yeah, I, I definitely have heard, like, you know when you're uh, in a rental car and you're flipping through, like, the radio stations? I will find myself listening to Christian music and then, like, I'm like, wait, this is kind of a vibe. And then they'll be like, and he loves me. And I'm like, oh, wait, no. Okay, it's Christian Christian rock. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's boppy stuff. Yeah, it it is very catchy. And, like, they – I mean – they put their one of their big churches right in the middle of New York and operated it like a nightclub. And I, I ended up um, – I did an episode way back on this. I think it's like one of my first episodes ever was on Hillsong and um, got to talk to some people after who had been. And they said, yeah, like it really is open like those 24-hour uh, tattoo shops where they're counting on mm. people like coming in wasted at like 1 in the morning and they're like – it smells kind of like puke. Like it, it is actually like very much like a nightclub. Like Ugh, dark. Not the puke. Yeah. No, they're like literally come as you are. Like come schmammered and we'll get you signed up for like our newsletter and, you know, to be back next week and whatever. Oh, interesting. I guess. Mm-hmm. And now I remember they started off like 
holding two services because I only made it two episodes in, but like they held two services right in some sort of like a, I don't know, stadium thing. And then did they end up taking over the whole building and having it be like a dedicated Hillsong place? Yeah. Yeah. So their, their center in Australia was like this huge, it was like a mega dome, like a, an, a mega amphitheater type of thing. Like it really, it really was huge. I don't know how this was in, this is kind of a sidebar. I don't know why this was in the documentary, but they had some commentators say, yeah, the, um, they had celebrities in the front. It's just like a Jewish synagogue where you pay and you sit in the front um, and the rest sit in the back. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> That's not... Uh, like, yeah, does that happen at synagogues or no? No. I mean, <laughs> well, the during high hall, I'm, I'm assuming it's similar in churches, like there's like your year long members and then there's all the people that just want to come for the high holidays. So there is like competition for like spaces. But I'm oh. like... I was like, excuse me, sir? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that is um, interesting, especially too because all the blind items about like Justin and Selena going to Hillsong and having to like take breaks throughout the session to like go do drugs and come back to their seats. You'd think that they would want to be on the perimeter seat, you know, somewhere in the exit aisle. Well, so actually on that note, they had um, – they were getting celebrities in and they were really creating this VIP and really prioritizing their VIP members – treating them differently than everyone else with just he was baptized by carl lentz in the the basketball players bathtub yeah at tyler chandler's house at a party at three in the morning (laughs) but and that's how they wrote they got so many celebrities though like i guess after the justin selena endorsement like they had kardashians like bono Mm -hmm. they really had elite members um but they did have kind of their own section. Um, people were chastised for putting, you know, regular peasants. It's literally and- like the uh, Eras tour where you have like the celebrity tent and then all the regular people that attend, you know, like each yeah. song thing. They're like, oh, here's our tent. Like try to get a peek of who's in it this week. <laughs> well, it's funny. Okay. It's funny you bring up Eras tour because they're talking about like Carl Lentz as a rising star and they, they said, oh, but you have to watch out for the girls, the gold, the glory. And I was like, that sounds like a Taylor Swift lyric to me. <laughs> <laughs> or um, that Lord song, uh, Glory and Gore or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a helmet in the restless yeah. Hillsong air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she, I loved that time. She got happy and everyone hated her for it. Um, yeah, I, do. I know. You know what I will say, though, like looking like Lord's first album and the second one, too, were so fire. Her first album, though, had a special type of crack in it, you know, like pure heroin was just so freaking good. And I don't know. Everybody said that they loved um, what it was at the liability album. Melodrama. For me, nothing slaps as hard as pure heroin. Same. Same. Yeah. There's just like an an unassuming nature of it. Yeah, and it's just fucking cool, you know? It's just cool. Yeah, and I was one of the herds that dropped off at, what was it, Solar Power? Yeah, I haven't. I only heard one song from it. I don't, Oops, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I also don't need a happy Lord. I'm part of the problem, uh, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but, but so, they're, Carl Lentz is the rising star, um, and what could go wrong with that? So he basically becomes, um, as they're gaining popularity, he becomes like the face of Hillsong. At this point, they're worldwide. They have churches all over the place. And 
of course he gets himself a mistress that as we mentioned before um he meets meets her in the park Mm. why do these celebrities send video messages like video recordings of themselves (laughs) to their mistresses (gasps) oh my god wait what kind of videos did he send her just like hey girl like jerking like, off or oh okay he's, he's well the one that she released to prove that she really was like his mistress because at first she came forward and said like it's me uh he's shirtless it's so <laughs> embarrassing he's like hey girl like i know you don't want to talk to me anymore but like i'm just thinking about you so much and like he's like fully incriminating himself and i'm like how how can you be so smart as to like compel all these masses and so fucking stupid at the same time they really also they're really they don't under this is why they do it they don't understand how a girl's brain works when i tell you that i have saved voice messages from like 2008 onwards for everyone who's ever kissed me or like even like i've had a crush on and they send me a voicemail i save everything all of the videos i save them to a desktop folder just in case i want to look back on them one day like we girls love to save shit and if it's like sexual or romantic I'm saving it and then also sending a copy to my friend, you know? So it's just like, of course, stop, stop sending the, I mean, keep doing it so it can be, you know, used against you one day. But yeah. like, that's not, no. Cause I feel like sometimes guys will get like a nude from a girl and they like won't show it to anyone. Any dick pic I've ever gotten, <laughs> all my friends have seen. Like, come on. <laughs> I know, I know. And then also like, it's this, but it, then it's the opposite for the other way where like, you know, there's friends who I know that I'm, safe to text like whatever photos whatever thoughts but if it's like some random person messaging me and with like a hot take and I'm gonna respond like I'm always doing it with the assumption that it could be screenshotted too yes yeah that's just how you have to and I know that this was like a little bit while a while back like this was in the era when people were using like Instagram filters, the ones that like already come pre-programmed on Instagram. Cause every time they would show Carl's page, I was like, oh, that Valencia filter is like loud and proud right now. Yeah. But still, like still, you should all always know that. I, I know. I, and I don't like at this point, wouldn't they under, understand the trappings, but he didn't. God I think we'll protect him. I, yes. Yes. I think it's the same thing that compels megalomaniacs that it's, the exact like other side of the coin that's their downfall Mm, it's like yeah if you think you're god's chosen one and that you're like the supreme leader to deliver his message like i could see how you also wouldn't think like oh my embarrassing shirtless video like isn't gonna get leaked yeah like your strength is that you're unstoppable but then your achilles heel is that you think you're unstoppable yeah yeah exactly like they always they always fly too close to the sun um but it's interesting because they're presenting um, the the story of um, his mistress, Renine Kareem. And because at first he just made a statement saying, like, I had an affair. I'm really sorry. But it's because the church caught him. So I'm sure he wanted to get ahead of it. And then she yeah. came forward and is like, it's me. And here's this video I have and all these embarrassing screenshots. Meanwhile, they interviewed one of the former con- congregants. Wait, is that a... Yes, I think so, because that's what they were calling everyone. There would be like Ashley congregant from like 2006 to 2016 or something. Okay, yeah. They were interviewing her and they had a part where they said, we want people to come forth and meet with us if you've sinned and if you've been going through something lately. And her boyfriend steps forward and is like, yeah, because they just had premarital sex and were feeling really guilty about it. 
and they tell them about it and they fully get chastised like they basically almost get kicked out of the church um they get shamed they're told to break up essentially um and it's Wait, like, by the way wouldn't you tell them to like get married rather than break up it's just like so weird it's like no it's like you this is like tainted like throw it away you guys are clearly like just encouraging each other to live a life of sin because they had <laughs> sex one time oh and then actually she carl lentz um said did you use protection was his first question she said yeah yeah of course and he said okay so then it was premeditated so you're lying to us <laughs> stop oh my god the way that um i don't know like if somebody is pro life you know i'm i'm going to disagree with their stance there but i just always think okay like if you truly believe that that you know cluster of cells is a baby like that's what you believe it's when people are like and you shouldn't use birth control or condoms because that goes against God. I'm like, okay, now we're going to fucking get into a fight. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Like, co- like demonizing condoms or birth control, like, rather than encouraging them and giving them to people and, like, hoping that they use it. It's just, like, so sinister to me. It's really, really creepy. It's very creepily archaic and making such a weird, disturbing resurgence in the world and like that's why i think it's worth talking about hillsong again and again because like there's gonna be more hillsongs there have been many hillsongs like it's just in some ways i mean pop culture is one big like celebrity worship cult that we're all tied up in but it's not hard to offer comfort to people that are struggling and be like cute and with a nice outfit on and they'll get sucked in like it happens Every so day. what happened to this couple? Did they end up breaking up? Um, no, they ended up. They were very shaken. <laughs> they ended up mm. staying together. But she's. They interviewed her after, like about seeing this announcement about Carl and his mistress, and she's like, "Excuse me." Um, <laughs> but but that was just like I I don't even want to call it the tip of the iceberg because meanwhile, like all of this, these rumblings are starting to happen about Hillsong, and they're really using Carl's scandal as the scapegoat like to cover up everything else that's like might might surface about them so carl's scandal they're like he's been kicked out immediately like we don't know her basically there's leaked audio of the the founder brian houston who's terrifying who they really dig into in the second half of (laughs) of this thing there's leaked audio of him (laughs) it's allegedly all fabricated because he's like this is the first I've ever heard of this. Like I knew nothing about this and I Mm. am so shocked that this happened. And they're pretty sure that it's there to cover his ass. But they also, while all this is happening, there's people that are coming forward accusing leadership of SA and they're bringing these people back two, three times and making them tell their story over and over again because they're trying to find discrepancies in their story to discredit mm-hmm. them. And then – so heinous. Like that's just so – like – and it it really sucks too because I know with, with literally every single religion out there, there's good parts of it and bad parts of it, you know, good apples, bad apples – And it's just like that idea of, um, I know a lot of people compare like the New Testament to the Old Testament. If Jesus, you know, does exist and he was a real person and, you know, all those stories about him are true, like 
how can you possibly be religious and think that he would be for that, that idea of like getting women to tell the story over and over again so you can try and find a hole in it. That's just so like Old Testament and nasty to me. Exactly. And how could you not, how could you not revise things from some laws that were written to help society function a few thousand years ago in the desert? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I'm sure, I mean, well, this is kind of coming for like kosher laws, but like, I'm sure shellfish or like seafood and things in the desert did go badly like i'm sure there had to be like sanitation laws that did yeah. make a lot of sense for life back then that like have carried over and no, but i'm like- with you right like wasn't it something where it's like you can't eat pork but that's because pork actually has to be cooked at like a temperature that wasn't discovered until later or something so it did make you sick yeah and blood drained out and all kinds of things like just practical things that that do make sense for the time um I'm also sure back in the day, right, like if condoms and birth control didn't exist back then, which they didn't, I probably would want to wait until sex or until marriage to have sex because I'd want to make sure that I was protected by someone. But like now we live in an age where that, you know, things have changed, damn it. So like everything's changed. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You would want to wait because you're like, okay, well, I'd I'd be nervous to get knocked up. I'd be like, damn it. I like need someone to fucking help me out here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I can either get the ball rolling on becoming a mother of eight or I can just hold off for a while and just keep being like, you know, a teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I hadn't thought of that. But I mean, you know, maybe I'd still be giving head because, you know, can't get pregnant from that. (laughs) Out in the desert fucking like giving head and be like, who's going to put a ring on it? You would have, yeah. I, 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 I would have, I would have put it to you to to find a loophole. Yeah, <laughs> even the without the internet. Yeah, the town's mouth whore. <laughs> <laughs> but look, that's who Jesus was also friends with. Yes, none of this is in line with the teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everything that I learned about Jesus, he sounds like a great stand-up guy mm-hmm. who sounds very chill and lovely. Like I don't, I, I don't know that this, this though. So it seemed like at this point in the Hillsong story that it was like, okay, a few rotten apples down the line. But turns out the whole tree's rotten. Everything's been rotten because then their financial corruption services. So much like Trump, they started their own university Mm -hmm. (laughs) in Hillsong College. And these people talk about going and and how traumatic it was. from day one so we hear from this woman who her dad was a disabled veteran and so they had a special type of scholarship through through money that he got and they used it for their her tuition and she showed up on the first day and was supposed to pay for food and lodging and they were like they couldn't find the check anywhere um and so they were like yeah sorry like that's your journey like no one helped her and she was so she stayed but was going hungry throughout then they do this thing where they're like okay everyone who works at this college has to work with kids or has there's like a practicum or some kind of thing where you work with kids Mm -hmm. but in order to do that we need to make sure you're a moral person so we need to go through an evaluation where they do this full background of like okay have you ever had sex have you done drugs what kind of drugs uh, they get a full inventory to basically allegedly blackmail and use it against you. Oh, and like I'm guessing if you answered wrong, they like wouldn't let you work with the kids. Yeah. 
yeah of course they're like they're like you can't yeah which is like i like very morbidly ironic given what came out later but they're using these kids for free labor because other practicum like whatever jobs are like cleaning the church like every weekend or like you know just being volunteers at these events things that you normally do at a church but like 40 hours a week for this one week um you also can't get past year one of college without signing an nda so always a good sign oh jesus that's weird i know i know and there's so brian houston the the leader he has these like little sayings that these little euphemisms that would kind of become the saying of the year and one of the people they were interviewing um, was saying that while she was there his little saying was do you believe we get to do this and they would be told to like kind of say it over and over like they'd be like having panic attacks and like working 16 hour days would be like do you believe we get to do this so was, weren't you a little bit surprised too and this is going to sound like I'm victim blaming but I, I hope it doesn't sound like this because when they were talking about like the church in New York and how like some of the volunteers were like volunteering right like setting up cleaning up before the services you know putting all the chairs together and they were like and yeah like it was hard like I had to give up my job because I you know was spending so much time volunteering wasn't there a little part of you that was like okay well then don't like stop volunteer like you can still go to the church or just like spend less hours volunteering and I'm sure it was like a little bit of a coercion thing where maybe if you volunteered less than like you wouldn't be accepted but I did find that crazy where I was just like just like stop volunteering then and like go to another church instead like they must have really had their I don't know mental hooks in these people well so that's exactly it and that's what I've realized because basically after I did this Hillsong episode like what feels like a million years ago it Mm -hmm. kind of turned into this cascade of like celebrity churches and i got to interview a listener who was actually in in a cult in Mm -hmm. la um and it really operates like an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. where it's like they don't start with the you know mind-numbing like hours of volunteer work like it it sort of just creeps up and but at that point like you're getting these like highs and lows and also they're preying on vulnerable people but they they get you like and they they sink their hooks in in a very expert way and it's the same thing with with abusers where they don't they don't start off being complete monsters 100% from day one because then they wouldn't have any victims stick around yeah yeah I guess that makes sense right you're you're probably just like increasing the hours month over month because when I first heard that I was like okay if you're volunteering like 40 hours a week or something like that's insane like who would sign up to do that but I guess they probably start with like a few hours and then more and then more and then they feel I mean God knows so much of my experience with Christianity was guilt and shame and that is one of the most powerful tools you could ever use so the idea like even now for me I haven't been religious for years it's so hard for me to say no to something because I feel so guilty so I imagine if you're like deep into it saying oh can I actually do less volunteer like you just feel like a piece of shit for even thinking it 100% I was like thinking about my own experience and like I, I like to think I'm more savvy now but I wouldn't put anything past me like even during the pandemic like the fact that we weren't even members of a of like any kind of congregation and all we did was uh we were at like zoom services for this one temple in montreal and there's like a gratitude 
part at the end where everyone writes what they're grateful for. We mentioned like in light of a terrible diagnosis from my mom's illness, like we're grateful for like family or whatever. The rabbi, like she she reached out, didn't have to, was just like, hey, just no strings. Like if you ever need to talk, like I'm here and ended up like offering um, later on offering their shul as a place for like a little mini funeral which we couldn't have any other way outside of like a religious institution at that point and mm-hmm. i was like she went so above and beyond for us and i was like i'm gonna become a member she's like don't even worry about that right now literally like just you got bigger things to deal with if you want to later like sure but no yeah. worries she was just being a good person I'm like if she was predated like if she was a bad leader, yeah if she had I bad intentions like putty and putty in her hands yeah I would have been sucked in like I really was so I was so like hook line sinker and I'm still like I'm still a member which I'm like <laughs> I can't not be now because I'm like you really like <laughs> helped us out of this this crazy pickle but yeah they they just they they get people either at their worst or a lot of the people that were joining these colleges were just grew up in a very religious environment. So they're already like primed to think like they're sinners and they need salvation. So at least they can do it with like the young, cool, hipster. hot, shirtless guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he was ever shirtless any other time, like publicly, except for this embarrassing Justin video. Bieber. Yeah. But he was rocking up in like $4,000 sneakers and, yeah. Did you, oh, yeah. He wasn't like preaching shirtless, but he was like photographed shirtless with like celebrities. Have you seen the picture of him with Justin Bieber? And like you can see like the V of his pelvis. Yes. And like, <laughs> have you seen like the there's so many I uncomfortable right interviews now. with him and him and Justin Bieber where like they're, they're like touching each other so much and like rubbing each other. Yeah. I'm like a very touchy feely person, but like would not be like that with my friends they're be honest do you think they fucked i think so i wouldn't (laughs) like well okay that is kind of like i i think that because of who like carl lentz is but also like all these crazy like rumors about justin bieber and like just what's happened to him with like leaders in the music industry Mm -hmm. i would not to be a total pervert i would think they haven't had sex, but like they weren't just friends. Like I think it was definitely some sort of boundary crossing, whether it was like a kiss on the cheek, but then it was a kiss on the lips or maybe they like shared a bed one night or like saw each other naked. Like I'm thinking stuff like that happened. Well, so you're not, I mean, okay. I was going to say you're not far off. We don't oh know God, what happened. Wait, with- do you know? Oh, okay. I was well, going to say like, damn, you got some tea. No, not with Justin Bieber in particular. He left like, as you know, as the ship was going down after Carl Lentz was exposed, like I think he quickly yeah. made his way out of there. Um, what was going on with all the leaders of this church quickly started to become exposed in that like people have their eyes on them. Okay, their their pretty boy, their poster boy is out for bad behavior. Um, Brian Houston. temporarily steps down as interim leader and then the trailer for this this documentary um hillsong megachurch exposed drops and the next week is their annual leadership conference or whatever um and they're kind of trying to like acknowledge it and dance around it 
But then they gather 800 leaders worldwide from Hillsong, which I'm like, wow, how many like members did they have? They had 800 leaders worldwide. The the documentary makers find a way of getting a leaked uh, recording of this meeting because it's over Zoom. And it turns out Brian Houston himself, the, the leader, was they're like, well, just, you know, to get ahead of this documentary. I was going to say content warning. Probably con. Okay, I'm just going to put it for this whole episode. Yeah. Put in the show notes. Brian Houston was, quote, on sleeping pills, went into the hotel of a random woman, (gasps) stayed for 40 minutes. um, But does what? Doesn't, but he doesn't remember. Oh, please. Oh, my God. So they say, and they say, we're not covering it up. We're just choosing not to expose it. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it means it's completely meaningless. Sleeping pills? Like, oh, the pills that make you go to sleep? Oh, no. He wandered into someone's room for 40 minutes? Please. Yeah. So it's truly this cascade. It's this never-ending cascade because while while this is going on, Allegations are coming out about Brian's dad, Frank Houston, and that he has been uh, allegedly systematically abusing children in the church. Um, he he is a pedophile, allegedly. This is all coming out. This comes to a head, and the day before the documentary comes out, Brian resigns fully. Mm. Yet still, a few months later, up to late 2022 so last year does a tour of churches across the u.s like the the audacity and of these he men. was getting um remember they said he was getting paid 20 grand per speaking gig that he did which is like insane i know it is insane and like uh, then but like the fact so the documentary comes out and like the accusations don't stop like each time they they bring up these allegations. I'm like, okay, this has to be the end of it. Like, what else can humans possibly do? Yes, yeah, on the on the on the you know evil bingo sheet, he's basically filled out all of the boxes. Yeah, exactly. But then further investigation comes out that a 51 page report on Carl Lentz gets leaked from a, an internal investigation done by Hillsong, and it's just 51 pages of all of his bad behavior that they they did this after he was fired to be like, okay, how did this happen? Where they just uncovered that the entire like leadership is like getting wasted, lining mm. up girls, um, <gasps> doing dr- like do all doing drugs together, like, truly running this like a corrupt frat house. Yeah, I remember they were saying like in New York, uh, over in Brooklyn, like all of the preachers lived in this one apartment, and that's where they would party too. And I was always like. Mm. They're so quick to be like, the Bible says this about gay marriage and that you shouldn't do it. And it's like, I'm sorry, what did the Bible say about nightclubs and like drinking? Not yeah. fucking much. So like, what are you doing that for? And like taking sleeping pills and like wandering random hotels. <laughs> what does the Old Testament have to say about that? <laughs> but like, they, they're they, like, also imagine when Jeremiah a- wandered the desert <laughs> hotel. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? That certainly wasn't a passage. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, imagine, okay, imagine if it took 51 pages to detail all the bad things you've done in your life. (laughs) I've done some bad shit in my life, but I don't think it would go past four pages. I know. 
I know. I've I've partied, but yeah. I, and yeah, and by bad things, I mean like I've had like threesomes and done drugs. They're all acts of love, not war. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, bad exactly. in the eyes of like, I don't know, a teacher. Yeah, in the eyes of like, you know, these holy um, ministers. Mm-hmm. But also in this report, there's things of like Carl's grandiose life. So including that at every time he'd get picked up from the airport, two drivers would pick him up, one for him and one just for his luggage. Ew, that's also such an ick just for a man. <laughs> like, I know. Let alone, like, for the church. Didn't he also have that black YSL leather jacket that he would wear all the time? And like there's that quote of him and Justin Bieber and Justin's like, yeah, he's like covered in Supreme or like Louis V or something. And they were both talking about it. Any interview with him and Justin Bieber – Justin Bieber acts like his bitch and they're both on drugs. Like the vibe is so weird in every single interview they do. It's so cursed. It's Mm -hmm. so cursed. I know. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There was there was a, a whole Instagram account at one point. I think it was Preachers and Sneakers. It might still exist, but it was just <laughs> it was just taking photos of people like Carl Lenz and then highlighting how expensive their sneakers were. And it would be like because, you know, you just see sneak. If you're not a sneakerhead, now I know about this. Now I'm dating a sneakerhead, so I know all about this. Um, that sneakers can be like five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 for something that just looks like, you know, you would exercise in it. Wait, this account is hilarious. They have 344000 <laughs> and they just posted something like seven weeks ago. So I guess they're still pretty uh, accurate. Okay. Preachers and sneakers. Um, yeah. Check them out on Instagram. And but yeah, basically... All like that is the long and the short of it. But ultimately, like it's still ongoing because for everything that Brian has, Brian Houston, like the leader has done, what is now looking like it might be his downfall, hopefully if the law prevails, is that they he's currently 
it's in this year that his court case is going to be goes advancing. to trial. Yeah. Basically, he had evidence presented to him that of his father's pedophilic activity and ignored it. And in Australia, that's a crime. If you're presented proof of uh. certain crimes happening and you don't step forward and say something. Good on you, Australia. Australia is also where um, Virginia Jufre, the Jeffrey Epstein victim, where she lives now, and 60 Minutes Australia, they're always calling out pedophilia. I stay hooked to their YouTube channel, basically. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. know about I didn't know about their YouTube channel. They've got a great huh. 60 minutes segment. Um just that like sounds- everything they do is fantastic. But yeah, a, that should be a crime, damn it. Like that absolutely should be. And all of our pro- politicians would be in jail if it was here. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. I feel like people in the US are always scared of getting sued for things. At least that's the reputation it has in terms of like even calling out like yeah, so did the documentary say like what I'm, I'm gonna look him up on instagram but like carl lentz right now what's he's up to is he like so, reaching somewhere is he just buying sneakers he said he's he put out a statement saying he's still with his wife still with his family oh God. okay so we posted on instagram 17 weeks ago he said for an update on laura and i he said for the last three years my entire focus has been fighting for my wife and kids my family is my only priority He's getting sober, healing, half – no, wait, none of the noise, the lies, the half-truths that were said about me or us mattered. Bitch, please. Like, come on. You had affairs. Anyway, we have a long way to go. We celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary, but we've been embarrassed. Part of the healing from the heartache led to us to the decision to be a part of the documentary that we do not control. We don't have any say in and that we haven't even seen yet. We'll see it when the world does. We're not interested in blame shifting or responsibility deflection, focusing on mistakes. Okay. He's no longer interested in ministry. This is really long. I'm just trying to sum it up. He's not preaching. Uh, Words about Jesus. Okay. So I think he's just taking a step back. And I yeah. guess, I don't know. That's nice that he was in the documentary, at least, I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. Like, it's- This is the thing, like, was was it an act of him trying to be better or was it just him being a narcissist and wanting to see his face? I think everything. And, like, damage control. You know, you know like- what I also thought was crazy in this documentary? He was talking about, um, like, the mistakes he made when he's being interviewed. And he goes, these mistakes, like, these things that, like, I carry with me. And even the in the very first episode, they showed how he mimics a lot of drawings of Jesus. Like every time he cries or holds up his hands in like a prayer in front of his mouth, a lot of Jesus statues do that. So he's trying to, you know, relate himself to this imagery. And even that idea of like carrying these things with me, like we've all done mistakes or whatever, but I never really say he just used language to really evoke the image of Jesus carrying the crucifix, you know, like this burden that I have to carry, but how good of me and noble of me to carry it. When I make a mistake and I fuck up, I'm not like, oh, I carry this with me. I'm like, ooh, this like embarrassing thing that's like attached to my hip and I kind of want to get it the fuck off me, you know, because you're like embarrassed about it. I know. I know. And I I always wonder when I hear someone like that talking like that, is it, is it purposeful or is it just subconscious? Like, all of the they use that vocab so much yeah yeah like i mean because even okay like i was talking to um you know a friend and 
who's from the south the other day and she was like of course when you die like you see everyone you've ever loved and like all your pets and you get reunited and i was like maybe but like that honestly sounds like a pretty christian imagery type of thing and not Wait, yeah, like she it, didn't think that was like a christian thing well she was saying like her husband doesn't believe that and she's like what an idiot like and i was like well, <laughs> I, I was like well we don't know like I, <laughs> but like she's just i think it was as soon as soon as i pointed it out she was like oh my god i never thought about that no, you get so – I remember I was talking to a friend of mine, Jenny, and I w- we were drinking because we love Sauvignon Blanc. And I was like, I wonder if – you know how Jesus turned water into wine? Was it like a red or was it like a dry white? Like what do you think? What type of wine was it? And she was like, I don't know. I was like, yeah, like they, they never taught us that in CCD. And she's like, what do you mean CCD? I'm like, you didn't go to CCD? She was like, Shannon, I'm fucking Jewish. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot for a second that like nobody had, nobody experienced the exact same childhood I do. You just get so like drawn into it when it comes to religion totally and like i went to jewish after school program in like elementary school and like it's not that there's no heaven in judaism but like they just don't spend a ton of time on imagery like there's not they're not like pearly there's gates no, um and, no hell right there's in no hell judaism. thank I hell with that yeah hell is a very conceptual no, thing we're like, in it. <laughs> well no like in, in judaism like where it's described as like basically it's very abstractly describes this thing that happens within you when you do something bad. Like it's just like bad. You'll feel bad if you yeah, do my bad. My hell, and that's anxiety <laughs> diarrhea when I do something and I know I shouldn't have, and then I like shit my pants on the toilet. It's like, oh, th- this is hell, <laughs> and it is. It does feel like it. Yeah, hell produces all of our weak stomachs that we all have because we're nervous <laughs> wrecks. <laughs> I think that's why I like always end up dating Jewish guys, and like when I go to take my lactose pill, I give one to him too. I'm like, we're just <laughs> we're we're so similar in this capacity (laughs) they basically get passed around before the managed evidence but i i had a question for you which is okay so hell song like it wasn't even founded that long ago um it's unraveling still before our eyes because hell song still exists as an institution like they folded a lot of their locations but they're still around yeah do you think something like hill song could pop up in the age of tiktok Oh, God, that's a really good question. You know, like with all the celebrity backing and everything. Okay, I think there are some things where um, certain things are like protected by, I don't want to say like woke culture, but like Gen Z culture, like understanding of things. Like, for example, I always find it very interesting that you can diss on Christianity. Like it's very easy to do that, but you can't really do that for Judaism, Hinduism, Muslim culture. That is really interesting. Yeah, because you can totally dunk on Christianity. That's like accepted. Um, and I, I have a people I follow where she was like, hey, can you guys she she doesn't run any kind of religious account, but domestic blisters, she does stuff on like taking care of your house when you have like mental illness. She's oh. like, hey, can you guys stop talking about like, oh, your sky daddy and whatever? She's like, actually, religion is an important part of my life and Christianity. I just don't talk about it on here, but like I don't I just would like to set that boundary here. It's like, it's so interesting. Yeah. Cause you wouldn't necessarily say those things about Judaism. Like, that's you not. Would, well, so- I, Emily, I remember in one of your episodes early on, I was listening to it and you like on the Patreon, you were like, oh, yeah. Well, like Christians are like always doing it in the butt. Like, that's what they do. And I remember listening. I was like, we're definitely not, but like, whatever. Like, Emily's my friend. But that's the thing. Like, people will say, whatever the fuck about Christianity. But if you say that about like Hinduism or like Muslim religion, like there's no way you can say it. And I understand that there's so many things to like 
the pedophilia and the corruption that happens in the especially the catholic church even like in the damn vatican like it's so absolutely abhorrent but it's just funny that you can't do it for other religions right if you do it for judaism you'd be anti-semitic oh my god did i say that god i just say shit do people ever repeat back to you they're like quoting you on something you're like i'm like i just black out and say things like you no, i mean I'm, I'm also sure that some people have had anal sex i just don't think it's like a like like a christian thing but probably just like a few maybe like hardcore people do it i don't know but like growing up like that wasn't yeah. like a thing in the church okay yeah i uh, this is all yeah this is all hearsay but, but i like, did it anyway <laughs> <laughs> regardless, regardless yeah, of the point. i was the special one <laughs> No, okay. Sorry, but back. Okay, um, we'll put a pin in that, um, and we won't put a plug in that. (laughs) Put a butt plug in that in a conversation. Um, but okay, no, because I was about to segue into um Zionism. Zionism. Oh yeah, that's when you're anti-Jewish, right? Well, no. So that's. Oh wait, that's anti-Israel. I don't want to get too like off topic, but just it is a really worthy topic of discussion like what is very socially acceptable to dunk on so yeah you can say things about christianity you can't it's not mainstream popular to say very anti-semitic things however um that is equated with zionism which is believing that believing in israel as this sovereign land that should exist for jews and Mm -hmm. all the all the political like all the political issues that surround that um, it's like supporting the state of Israel and any post that I've made about like, oh, celebrating like Jewish New Year, there's always like con- anti like anti-Semitic comments that come through in the form of like hating on Zionism. And I'm like, mm. this this is a religion and a culture that's existed for thousands of years. And this and Zionism like has led that and many other things have led to a country that's existed for like less than 100 years they're not the same thing they're connected but they are not at all the same thing and i am not things um they masquerade as something right so someone who hates jewish people could be like oh i'm just sticking up for palestine or whatever but really like they're being very hateful or someone who's like incredibly racist against chinese people right could be like oh i'm just against you know um the way that i don't know the government doesn't let their people go on youtube or like have freedom of speech or something but actually they're just it's a trojan horse for like them being deeply racist so it's really hard to figure out like what's what yeah there's things that are very incorrect to say um even if there's like validity to it and then there's like completely socially acceptable things that get like blanketed in just these these general sentiments like i get, it's like these these terms are so tricky but like yeah like the woke culture like the mob mentality like all of those things are often like fox news talking points so but at the same time like in the case of hating on christianity like that should not be a a universal thing like there's so many like i just met these christian missionaries from kansas on the last trip i did in mexico and they were like so cool they almost convinced me to move to kansas like for a moment i was like temporarily (laughs) sold on it 
I'm, gl- they, I'm glad you said no because there's not much to do in uh, Kansas. They were like, well, they were like, it's a two-hour flight to Mexico. Like we travel all the time. But uh-huh. They were take they were taking in all these foster children, all these special needs like foster teens. That was like their big thing. They didn't have kids, so they could do that. And I was like, you guys are really good people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They just seemed lovely to me. Um, yeah, and, and there's some like such great people out there. Like some of the people I grew up with in my church are just like truly like they just do such good things but it's so hard and you will see that on tiktok oh my god did you see that tiktok video you know the song paint the town red by doja cat did you see that somebody did like a jesus loving version of it it's actually a bop also and then like this like woman was like doing a dance to the jesus version of it to her husband and everyone was like slamming on her but it's also like here's it's almost I think of it as the same thing as like trad wife like if you want to be Christian and you keep that to yourself or whatever like it's something that you do that's fine but if you're like shaming other people who aren't that like if you're a trad wife that's great but if you're like oh but any other woman who is unmarried and without children is like a used up hot dog down a hallway slut it's like okay well now that's not okay so it's interesting because like yeah I think you should be able to dunk on all religious people who are judging and shaming others who are different than them but if they're just doing it in their own house I don't know making videos doing cringe shit I don't think that's like evil yeah and all of this like okay these are all like really good points that like to go back to the initial question of like can you have another hill song that can pop up in the age of tiktok like i guess i was asking that question almost from the premise of like well with tiktok now there's a lot more like vigilante kind of like journalism and people calling out bs but it's not like this catch-all like there's a lot of things that are socially acceptable that maybe shouldn't be that that fly um but also i think like if something did pop up like this like i made a video about ariana grande right and how she like very obviously goes after taken men and the way people were like okay so like you hate women by like saying this and i was like if anyone hates women it's probably ariana grande who keeps stealing people's boyfriends and husbands but whatever so i feel like there could be something where like if a church like this pops up and you have vigilante people doing work on it, then you could also have another wave of people saying freedom of religion is so important and it's so valid. And like, you know what I mean? Like using those buzzwords to get people to feel morally bad for attacking it. So then they just kind of back off because they don't want to like do something that's wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So there's not this sort of uh vacuum that's been created by tiktok or like yeah. bad things are now gone from the world or like immediately called out i think i think as long as there's humans going through hard times on like a burning planet i think there's always going to be people that are going to take advantage of that yeah i'm trying to think Carlin. of like an example of something where half of the people are really against it and half of the people are really with it. Like something that randomly comes to me is um, like witchcraft, right? Like if you're ever on witch talk, everybody there is like, this is fantastic. And then I'm sure if you had like a Christian algorithm, you'd be like, witchcraft is actually the worst. So I feel like churches like this exist because we're so siloed off into our own algorithms that if, you know, let's say there's a new hill song and it's called mill thong or something and that's like the new church if you're a part of mill thong you're just getting stuff that's all for it and if you're against it you're getting all stuff that's against it and like never the twain shall meet kind of yeah exactly and there's like there's ways there's always ways to update it like 
people have been shaming people for premarital sex like forever, but starting a church in the middle of New York that looks like a nightclub is like a different twist on that. Or like yeah. the the listener who I interviewed who was in a cult, like that was in LA. I don't think of LA and New York. Like I think of cults as like happening in the middle of nowhere yeah, like in Nevada. like a long dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not like oh, like I'm just moved to a new city and I'm stressed and like here's this cool looking group. Like I'll I'm try to think club. of like the next because right, like they made it a couple years ago like a nightclub because that was hot at the time. If they had to do like a new hill song, would they make it like in the metaverse or would they make it like a video game with coins? Like what's the next you know, evolution of it to try and hug people. Yeah, like a wellness spa or something. Oh my God, a med spa. You can like get Botox and pray at the same time, which like I already do because I'm like, please don't let it like paralyze me. Please, please. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, if you want to enhance those prayers, like here's a little pamphlet. (laughs) Yeah, the Old Testament says, thy lips shall be plump, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Oh my God, actually... TikTok is is the worst for that. Like I just had someone visit me who I like she doesn't have TikTok, doesn't really have social media, and I hand her my phone to show her a video. And then I like five minutes later she was still on it. She's like, I just found out what hip dips are. I'm like, take that, I'm like, take t- <laughs> t- t- throw that out way now. Like, first of all, you're getting me onto hip dip talk, which I don't want to mm-hmm. be on. But like, yeah, you we wouldn't know about these things if we weren't I had, chronically like, online. A breakdown like two months ago where I was like my eyes are so hooded and the way that I need an upper blepharoplasty more than I need oxygen is – and it was just like – and then I ended up looking at pictures of myself as a baby and I was like, oh, no, it's always looked this way. Like you need to get off your phone for real. It's sick. And I'm sure it doesn't appear on like guys for you pages. Just just ours. No. No. We're learn- – yeah. Only we get to learn about like the new hip dip of the week or whatever. Wait. And speaking of China, don't they have like STEM – section over in China where like you learn actual skills on TikTok because <laughs> they sure as hell don't have that here. Have you heard about that? Oh my god, no. What is so it? So you know how like at the top of your TikTok page it says um for you page or following? Mm-hmm. So they've rolled this out to a few creators in the US, but if you use TikTok in China, at the top it says for you page following STEM and it will give you TikToks that are like walking you through like little science experiments or facts about the globe and, you know, I don't know, elevation, all of that stuff. So you can learn on there and they don't let us have it in the US. Oh my god, me and my two brain cells could probably use something like that if every Yeah, like, like I'm and- so brain dead scrolling. I would flip over and learn a you know a fact for every 15 minutes I spend on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um yeah, TikTok, if you're listening, please they are. give us <laughs> you're not listening because <laughs> if you are, um yeah, give us STEM content and pay Canadian creators. Thank you. Um, yeah, I really hope you get you get that soon, Emily. I've given up on that. I <laughs> I I heard like two years ago that they were working on it. I'm like, it's okay. It's it's done. There's dude. You guys get shafted. You Taylor Swift announced the tours later. You don't have the creator fund, and also isn't shipping like twenty bucks per item for you guys or something crazy? It's yeah. Or sometimes they just don't ship to Canada. Um, or yeah, shipping will be absurd. That's insane. Um, you guys are like a, you know, you're a fully developed nation. I don't know why they shaft you guys. I don't know either. Um, but yeah. you know, whatever, not to go my tiny violin. Like we also have other things that are great, but like, yeah, certain things are 
irksome. Shannon, this has been so lovely. It's always lovely to chat with you. Um, for the, I don't know how many people don't know where to find you, but tell them (laughs) where to Uh, find you. We're at Fluently Forward everywhere. Um, We got a Patreon and a public episode. I'm trying to think of ones. You did, you came on the Patreon for a fantastic episode about mushrooms. We also did one about hearing about that. Like I keep hearing about that. People loved you on the mushroom episode. Like people, and I was, I remember we began the episode being like, thanks for letting us do this because I'm sure no one gives a shit. And everybody was like, they want you to come back for an episode about beans. I know we joked about that. We're like, next there'll be a beans. And they're like, please. I'm like, oh my God. Give us the beans. We desire the beans. (laughs) I would never, I would never have thought to talk for an hour about mushrooms or if anyone would care. Um, but you asked, because you asked me to do that, like it's up, it's up and it's one of my favorite things <laughs> I've done. So <laughs> it was really good. And then also, wait, I'm trying to think of other ones that you've been on. Cause I know for sure we talked about like, um, TikTok dating. Let's see. Emily Rose. I think that's on your, yeah, that's on your Patreon, um, a few months back, I believe. Yeah. We talked about crazy dating, crazy dating gurus. And you also did something on the public, but I forget what it was. Oh, we talked about giving advice to celebrities, didn't oh, we? Yeah. We were like giving crazy advice and we were basically saying Austin Butler and Bella Hadid should date each other because they both have like the weird fake voices that they put on and we gave like unhinged advice to celebrities. That yes. was a fun one. Oh my God. And that was like some time ago. I'm just realizing like we've we've known each other like longer than I've realize i know i know it's crazy oh that was years ago like we go way back i don't know it's just lovely um okay so i'll link all that in the show notes and yeah no pressure people can google it i don't want to give you work but go check it out if you want to i shannon of course i will (laughs) i will preach the fluently forward gospel i'm a proud floozy myself Um, oh my god preach it hi carl lens take your shirt off (laughs) (laughs) i'm sold yeah (laughs) all right see ya This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.